Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Bucknoters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, January 24th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. On today's show, Jay Booker and I are going to get into some depth chart discussion, looking at the 2020 Buckeyes. We'll also talk about what Coach Mick had to say earlier this week when he met with the media for over a half hour, which was really cool. But Jay Booker, I want to start with running backs, kind of rekindle our conversation from last week when we kind of ended the show with talking about running backs. I know you're very high on Marcus Crowley, and you know Master Teague is obviously coming back as maybe the front runner to be the starter. Just how do you think that's going to break down? Do you think it's a Master Teague versus Marcus Crowley battle? Who do you think is going to start? Might they split carries? Just how do you see that shaking out? Yeah, I think it's going to be a battle, but I think both guys are um, definitely going to get their fair share of touches. I do see it a situation where Master Teague will obviously get the first crack at bat. I think he will. Uh, definitely be the starter. I mean, the guy had uh, almost a, what almost 900 yards rushing um, as a backup running back or something in, along those lines. So I definitely think that he's going to be a guy that will get the get the nod early on. It's really going to be uh, something to to watch when it comes to Marcus Crowley's health with his knee. Um, I know Coach Mick talking to the media really didn't have an update on him. Uh, as spring ball gets ready to come around, hopefully that he's trending in the right direction. I know there were some uh, reports out there that it could be this summer until uh, Carly's really uh, back full go. And if that's the case, I, it's going to be really hard for him to unseat Master Teague if he's not going to be back into the summer here. Uh, but I think with both guys, they, they, they have a different style of game. Uh, the one concern uh, that, not necessarily a concern, but Coach Mick had mentioned when it comes to Master T, um, the guy is in tremendous physical shape, but the thing that he has to get better at is his leadership qualities and abilities. Um, they mentioned that he's a very, very quiet kid, but they're going to need more from him. He's going to really need to step up his leadership role, especially in that running back room being uh, the veteran guy in there. So they're really going to need Master T to up his game when it comes to being a leader in that room. And one way you do that is not everybody's going to be a rah-rah guy, but just showing up to work every day and just grinding your butt off and all indications are is that's what you're going to get out of Master T. And behind those two, um, Steel Chambers will be a redshirt freshman. Mayan Williams will be a true freshman. Demario McCall, fifth-year senior. Um, how do you think it's going to shake out with those guys? I mean, you think uh, Steel Chambers might be the main 
man behind those, uh, assuming Master Teague and Marcus Crowley are the main guys. You think Steel Chambers is going to be that third guy? You think it might be somebody else? I think it'll be Steel Chambers. I mean, uh, for whatever reason, the Mario McCall hasn't hasn't really panned out like we all had hoped. Um, I thought in that uh, Michigan game when when he really tore it up and he made Devin Bush look foolish. I thought coming into this year, uh, he could be really utilized as a Swiss Army knife, but we didn't see it. Um, we rarely saw him on the field besides um, taking a knee in the end zone when it came to kickoffs. Um, so I'm not sure what we're going to get out of DeMario McCall. Um, for the most part, I think uh, still Chambers, they're very high on him. Um, a lot of people believe he should be a running, uh, a linebacker, but I think he has the potential to be a, a, a bull full steam ahead when it comes to running the football. So I'm curious to see how he plays out because I think as long as Marcus Crowley's still uh, rehabbing that knee, you could be seeing a lot of steel chambers during the spring ball. And if he looks good, then all bets are off when it comes to who's going to be that second-team running back because I, I, I just think that that guy is so big, he runs so hard. If he can show that he can pass block – and he can do the things that he needs to do in order to move the chains, then he's going to have a shot. My only concern is, is will you have two guys with very similar running styles in Master Teague and Steel Chambers? I think they have to have some guy who's going to be able to make people miss and, and create those hidden yards. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to get those hidden yards type of runs from Teague and uh, Steel Chambers. I know those guys run extremely hard. They're very talented but they could be have similar running styles. By the way, two of the coolest names in college football, Master Teague and Steel Chambers. Yeah, they they, they definitely make the all-name team in college football, that's for sure. I mean, if, if they were out there trucking people, I'm pretty sure that all of college football would know who they are fairly quickly. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, let's uh, switch gears and talk about the linebackers. Uh, tough Borland returns as the starting middle linebacker. Baron Browning returns as the backup middle linebacker. You have to think those guys are, are going to rotate a little bit, maybe, or rotate just like they did this year. Um, maybe Baron Browning will play some defensive end. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Pete Werner returns, and you know, but they lose Malik Harrison, who's going to play in the NFL for many years, in my opinion. Let's start with that. Uh, presuming that Borland and Werner are the starters. Uh, two of the spots, and, and Browning is a backup. Who do you think will replace Malik Harrison? You think it'll be Kayvon Pope, uh, Taraja Mitchell, Dallas Gant? Who do you think is going to replace Malik Harrison? Yeah, I think it. I think it'd be uh, Kayvon Pope because what they what they was asking out of Malik Harrison is they wanted a guy who can really run. Um, I know Taraja Mitchell; he's a heck of a talent. Um, I'm really waiting for him to flash because I think there's big things ahead of him. I really, really like uh, Pope's game. I thought he's a, a guy that got his hands on the football and made the most out of his opportunities. Um, you could really see a, a nice rotation there. I just think that with those younger guys, they really have to be patient. Um, this is kind of an unheard of type of situation when it comes to the linebackers being that veteran there, usually at Ohio State. Um, you see a lot of the veteran guys or, you know, juniors or, uh, redshirt sophomores, once they really flash, those guys typically head off to the NFL. So having having those guys uh, as far as Tuff and Pete Werner around this long is not typically the normal um, thing that you see when it comes to a Hall State linebacker. So those younger guys just have to 
have to stay patient, but I think it's going to be very important for Al Washington is he's going to have to find a way to get those younger guys on the field, uh, even if it's situationally or rotating. Um, he has to get them on the field or they could be at risk of, of losing some of those younger guys because you can only buy your time for so long. And that's why I think Jeff Halfley did a tremendous job with his secondary because a lot of those younger guys, they were getting those meaningful snaps. They were getting in on the rotation. Obviously, you're going to have more DBs on the field in today's game, but I think you still have to be able to get some of those younger guys some reps in order to keep them engaged. Now let's look at the defensive line. Um, it's still going to be stacked, but, um, I mean, they've got a lot of <clears throat> talented guys to replace. I mean, starting with Chase Young, but the numbers of defensive tackle are, are not where I would like them to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think it's all going to be contingent on what we get out of Terrence Vincent if he's coming back healthy because he's a five-star guy, one of the, the top-rated prospects in the country coming out of that 2018 class. So they're going to need him to really step up. Obviously, uh, Big Tom is going to be a stud in the middle, um, but they need they need some of those veteran guys to really, really step their game up, and I think it's going to be contingent on, one, they need to stay healthy, and, two, a lot of those guys, you know, you can make the argument was they were playing behind uh, some veterans and NFL-caliber defensive tackles, so what would they do once they get their shot? I just think that, um, the talent is there. They're going to be raw. They're going to be younger. Um, but Larry Johnson did get a lot of those guys a couple reps in here, in there, here and there. So it's just going to be them just maximizing their opportunity. Their time is now. I mean, obviously the numbers could be a little bit deeper, but I do think the talent is there. Yeah, let's just hope, guys. Like if Tommy Togiai stays healthy, I think they're going to be fine because – He's the one guy that I have written in Sharpie that's going to be a starter as far as a defensive tackle. He will be the starting one tech. I mean, he played a lot this past season, you know, and they loved Devon Hamilton. They had B.B. Landers. They had, you know, Jay Sean Cornell played three tech. But they had guys that, that he really liked that were veteran guys. But Tommy was still out there a lot as a sophomore. Now as a junior, he's going to be playing more snaps. He needs to be more of a leader. He's the strongest guy on the team. And I have big hopes for Tommy Togia as a junior. And I have him, there's no doubt he's going to be a starter at the one tech um the three tech is very interesting jay book so there could be antoine jackson there could be haskell garrett in fact i think haskell garrett will probably get first shot there um although antoine jackson will be a fifth year senior he could play maybe both spots antoine jackson is the one guy i think could play both spots larry johnson doesn't like having guys play both spots he prefers for them to either be a one tech or the three tech but sometimes he'll make exceptions and antoine jackson was one of the guys he made an exception for last year but Haskell Garrett will be in the mix there, of course. Teron Vincent, as you mentioned. I mean, just I mean, if you had to pick, who do you think is going to be of those three, Jackson, Garrett, and Vincent, who do you think is going to be the main guy at that three-tech? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Um, I think when it comes to Jackson, he, his flexibility, I think, will be a luxury this year, um, just having the capability to, to flip over from either side, especially when you, when you may have a little bit of depth issues there. Just having someone – um, with the flexibility so that they're not pitching hole into one spot will really help you out, especially if uh, something, God forbid, happens if someone gets hurt. But I think, obviously, Haskell Garrett, he's been uh, kind of a guy that's played spot duty for the last several years. He He's one of the guys that's on my mind when I say, hey, your time is now to shine. Like, this is your opportunity. You're an upperclassman. You sit behind 
some very talented guys who are going to be playing at the next level. So what are you going to do now that the, that the ball is in your court? So I think Haskell Garrett would definitely get his get his shot to be the potential starter. Um, Taron Vincent, when he was a true freshman, I mean, he really flashed the time that he was in there. Um, obviously, the injury set him back this year, so I'm curious to see how he looks come this spring uh, fully healthy. So just getting him back is going to be a major, major boost. They're really going to need him. I think they're going to need all of those guys um, in the rotation because obviously Ohio State is not going to be looking for, uh, you know, one or two guys playing 60 and 70 snaps a game. Everybody's going to need to be able to pitch in. It's just finding your best two guys and then having your rotation in there after that. And at defensive end, I think there's a pretty clear top three with Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, Jonathan Cooper, in whatever order. Um, and I, you know, I throw Javante Jean Baptiste in there as well. I mean, he's going to be playing a lot. Tyler Friday is going to be playing a lot. They're going to be rotating, but, you know, people want to know who the starters are going to be. Is it going to be Zach Harrison and Jonathan Cooper with Tyreek Smith, the first guy off the bench? Is that how you see it shaking out at the end? Yeah, I, def- I definitely see that. The one thing that they definitely need to do is um, they need – they need Tyreek Smith to stay on the field. I know he missed a lot of time this year with injuries, so they're going to really need him to stay healthy and stay on the field. The guy that I'm really interested in seeing is Cade Stover. Now that he's moved down to the defensive end position, I want to see what he's like getting after the quarterback because he definitely has the length and the size, and he's been uh, ingrained into the Coach Mick strength and conditioning program. So, he should be really bulked up and ready to go. And I thought it was interesting in in the press conference. Coach Mick said as soon as they, as soon as he laid eyes on Kay Stover, he knew he was going to be a guy that potentially moved down. I mean, he came in at six four, and just his length and his body size already said that this is a guy who's going to who's going to bulk up naturally and potentially move down to that defensive line position. And then you mentioned earlier, uh, Baron Brownie. I thought he flashed at times whenever he was asked to get after the quarterback. I think that's something that he can really excel at. Um, so I'd be curious if Madison and Combs can create some packages to where Baron Brownie's coming off the edge there. But I, I like the defense. I think they're very deep. Um, Tyler Friday played a lot of minutes this year. Um, and and uh, Gene Baptiste, he's bulked up to, you know, from 190 pounds. Uh, to a 240 plus pounds, so he's a guy that can really get off uh, the football with a, an explosive first step. So just having an array of guys there in your rotation is going to bode well. As you mentioned, the biggest concern is obviously the de- at the de- uh, defensive tackle position, but as far as defensive end, you have to really like what you have coming back. Yeah, and real quick, back to D-tackle just for a moment. So behind Togi I at the one-tack, as we mentioned, Antoine Jackson can probably play there. He can play there. He will play there. Um, but after that, man, it's kind of slim pickings. I mean, hopefully Jerron Cage, you know, he's a guy that will be a third-year sophomore, Cincinnati guy. He might be a fourth-year junior, actually. Um, let me look at that as we are live on the air here. We're not really live on the air. Jerron Cage, yeah, he will be. He will be a fourth-year junior, Jerron Cage. Um you know, they have Caden McKenzie who will be a redshirt freshman. Darian Henry will be a true freshman. Again, at that one tack, there's just not much depth there. Um, of those young guys, do you think Cage, who really isn't a young guy anymore as a fourth-year junior, or McKenzie or Henry, you think any of those guys might step up? Yeah, and I used the, the old phrase that Irma Meyer uh, used to say to his guys, like, when are you going to actually start doing something for it? So that that would be 
you know, what, what I would say to Cage. Urban Meyer will always, you know, talk about in this press conference, you know, some of these veteran guys, when are you going to start uh, contributing? So that's what I want to see from Cage is I think this spring for him is going to be imperative. He is absolutely going to need a monster spring and really put himself in that rotation. I mean, I, I don't think he would be a starter, but they would definitely need him to to really up his game. I mean, as far as counting on true freshmen there, I'm not going to put my uh, my hopes on any type of true freshman. Obviously, Larry, if you're talented enough, Larry Johnson will get you in there in the rotation and stuff. So Darian Henry is just going to be uh, contingent on how fast he can get up to speed. Obviously, um, is Henry? I think Henry's an early enrollee too, isn't he? Because they didn't he come in with Paris Johnson. Yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's he's one of the yeah. fourteen, which is crazy how they have that many. It's unbelievable right. they have fourteen. As Mick was talking about the other day, this is by far the most you know guys he's had. Not just early enrollees, most early enrollees, of course, but also they've got like a lot of guys coming back that they didn't necessarily expect would come back. If you talk to them, you know, at the start of the season, like Justin Hilliard, you know, like Jonathan Cooper, Sean Wade, they've yeah. got. I mean, they knew Chase Young was going to go pro. They knew yeah. J.K. Dobbins and and Jeff Okuda were going to go pro. They've got a big group right now. Yeah, and Darian Henry is one of them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you mis- mentioned Justin Hilliard because I, I his name totally. Um, his name totally escaped me there as someone that's going to be able to play. I really like the way uh, Justin Hilliard played down the stretch there, not only just on special teams, but I felt like the reps that he got at the linebacker position, he was playing some of his best football as a Buckeye. So uh, hopefully he stays healthy, but just having him back with his veteran leadership, I mean, my goodness, look at the leadership uh, coming out of that linebacker room. I mean, I know a lot of people are, up and down on tough boiling, but if you look at the accolades and the respect that he commands from this football team, he, he could be, what, a three-time captain there. Justin Hillier is in the running to, to be a captain. You get a, a veteran and Pete Werner and, and Browning back. The leadership there is definitely in that linebacker room. Uh, but Henry, he's going to get a, a nice opportunity to, to really put himself in position because anytime you're – a freshman, and you're able to get in there early for winter conditioning and start getting yourself ingrained to the program earlier, it really ups your chances of seeing the field a whole lot quicker. And Jaden McKenzie's a guy that was a three-star recruit, a forgotten man. Maybe he can be a guy that can surprise some people. Again, I don't know if he's going to be a one-tech or a three-tech, but uh, he's a big guy. They have him listed. This is as a true freshman. He's listed at 6'4", 280. I'm sure he's bigger than that now. So maybe Jaden McKenzie's another guy that can help out at D-tackle. Okay, to finish the show here, we talked a lot about what Coach Mick said the other day. And, again, if you haven't watched that interview, go on Bucknuts. We have the full half-hour interview with Coach Marathi, it's just great stuff. Um, we've talked a lot about it already, Jay Book, but maybe some something else that really stood out to you. It could be you know, he talked about Nicholas Petit Ferrer's now over three hundred pounds, and he gushed about you know working with Dewan Jones and everything. Just maybe something that stands out that we haven't discussed so far about Coach Nick's interview the other day. Yeah, the Dewan Jones piece really made me uh, made me smile because he he talked about how uh, you know they asked him about Dewan Jones' body and his weight and stuff and. Coach Mick said he's good. I mean, obviously he's a massive human being, but as far as his weight and where he's at, they really like it. I mean, he's just going to be a huge kid no matter uh, how hard he works in the strength and conditioning room and how hard he works with the nutritionist. But they they really um, like what they're getting out of him. And the one thing that uh, Coach Mick talked about, and I I think is uh, pretty imperative, is 
the the 14 incoming freshmen, kind of those guys working uh, amongst each other. So having that many guys in your class there, it really builds the brotherhood. But most importantly, it's going to provide a significant amount of depth to the roster there. Just having uh, that many freshmen already on campus and participating in spring football is going to allow Ohio State to really um, plug and play some of those guys, especially with the redshirt rule where a lot of those guys are going to get, you know, their four games automatically. But I think the majority of those guys are going to be playing early. Um, and I think the the quarterback, especially at the quarterback position with Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud, just having those two guys on on the on the playing field during the spring is going to be uh, monstrous for this for this uh, football program. And Coach Smith touched on that. Said both guys are coming in hungry. Uh, both guys are coming in here competing. Um, they're they see Justin Fields, a, a guy that's six three two thirty, who loves to work out. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was a little eye opening this from Coach Mick saying that uh, that playoff game has really uh, intensified the the work ethic from Justin Fields. He's a different guy. Um, obviously, it's been three weeks, but. Uh, a guy who really doesn't blow smoke up a lot of people's butt and coach Mick saying that Justin Fields is a changed uh, person and he he's approaching the game a whole lot different has to put a smile on Ohio State's face. Great stuff from Jonah Booker here on the Bucknuts morning 20 ish. Really appreciate it. Jay book. And I appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.